0: Look at my butt. Show number 267 of Look at His Butt, LT and JK Talk (laughs) Trek. Well, listeners, here we are It's December, it's the big countdown to the end of the year And we hope you had a lovely Thanksgiving And that, um, well, we'll be talking more before the holiday season But we hope that all your plans for the holidays are going well Yes, and I bet you're thinking Oh, are the Buck Girls going to do their
1: Christmas presents? And the answer is no Because (laughs) I'm sitting here looking (laughs) at Lena's I keep meaning (laughs) to send it So we won't be doing that this show
0: not this show, but another show. And the, the thing that I have for you, which is not an object, as I said to you, yes. in email, is, is not going to be ready for another couple of weeks, but I think you'll like it. I hope you will anyway. Okay. <laughs> yeah, be good. So Probably we have some, some Trek stuff and we have some Bill stuff to talk about. So... The first thing that we wanted to talk about was the newest, well, the the last released short track. Now, the the, the next one is going to be released quite soon, I think next week. Mm-hmm. And that's the first of two animated ones. So the one that we wanted to, to chat about was the one called Ask Not, which was the live action one featuring our second favorite captain. <laughs> captain <laughs> Pike.
1: That's right.
0: I, I just have to call him that uh, from now. Well, yes. Uh, Because he is And um, I watched it last night also And, well, you tell me what you thought And then I'll tell you what I thought (sighs) Okay um, Halfway through the
1: discussion With Pike and The woman Whose name Mm -hmm. I don't remember Even though I just watched this um, I went, this is a simulation I don't know what (laughs) tipped me to it But something did And Then when it was over, I went, yeah.
0: (laughs) Now, is she someone who's a regular on the show? I don't remember. I don't think so. I don't think that we've seen her before. Um, Maybe she will be. She's only a cadet, so I don't think she has been on the show before.
1: Right, and she's only going to do a semester on the Enterprise.
0: Yeah, yeah. So she's like a Wesley Crusher type where she's just serving. Um, Her name is Cadet C2. C2, okay.
1: Um, Here's the other thing I wanted to ask you because it struck me immediately. When Pike and C2 step out of the transporter room and now they're in engineering, Mm -hmm. did that first shot of engineering from their POV um, remind you of anything? Uh, It looked like Galaxy Quest. (laughs) Oh, okay. Because I (laughs) instantly thought it looked like that... Um, big central open area of brilliance of the seas. The ship we were recently <laughs> it did, on of, oh,
0: it did it. Kind of did. It was it, it was very cruise shippy. It was, and it was way too big. <laughs> it was way way too oh, big. Oh, I Enterprise. know. It, the Enterprise does not have big open spaces like that. So that was silly. Yeah, I, you know, I I felt like it was very meh. I I kind of immediately thought like, oh, Kobayashi Maru, right yes! at the beginning, like you did. It just was so obvious that it wasn't a real thing mm-hmm. because she's a cadet and they're not going to put her in charge of something like whatever crucial thing she was in charge yeah. of. That I couldn't really tell what was happening there. So that just seemed ridiculous. So, you know, it was nice. I, I guess in a way it was like a parallel to the Spock thing. Like, oh, someone new coming aboard the ship. Yeah. What is their experience like? Uh, so I get why they would want to do that. And it was nice to see, um, you know, a woman who's also not white, do mm-hmm. this, which was nice. And also someone who has a relationship with another person. Uh, her, you know, they mentioned her <laughs> husband mm-hmm. was serving on a different ship. So, you know, nice to see them building out a character a little bit. But Do they really do that? Why would they do that? They have 400 people serving on the ship. I mean, do they do that for everybody who's potentially going to be there? Maybe it's a test test that is only given cadets, like Kobayashi Maru. I guess, but how many cadets graduate every year? They can't possibly do that for each and every one. I don't know. Um,
1: What was I going to ask you? I was going to ask you something, and now I can't think...
0: That's where my oh, mind goes. Oh, okay. Also, they these
1: Tholians. Oh, yeah. Tholians. Uh-huh. I mean,
0: when Kirk was in the Tholian web, wasn't that their first encounter with the Tholians? It certainly was. So was this supposed to take place later in time? Well, so? it couldn't because
1: Pike was, yeah. you know, made into Crazy Pike. But um, why didn't they just make up another race? Yeah. There was no reason it had to be Tholians.
0: Yeah. yeah. it was that was fan service, right? Just to say a thing that people would recognize.
1: But yeah, we recognize and we know it's wrong.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I agree That's with That's pretty you. poor fan service. Yeah. I, I just it wasn't, I don't know, it wasn't that good. I think No, that better. was <laughs> you,
1: you were right. It was very meh.
0: Yeah you know there it wasn't wrong and Mm -hmm. it wasn't like it made me hate it or anything but you know after I got done watching it I just kind of said well that certainly was 10 minutes
1: (laughs) (laughs) exactly yeah I wasn't that thrilled with that in fact the only thing that was good about it was seeing Pike
0: Yeah, because he's always good. Although I have to say, um, he needs a haircut. His bouffant is getting a little bit Elvisy there. Getting out of hand, yeah. Getting out of hand, yeah.
1: But, you know, when it first started and they bring the guy in with the thing on his head, I'm going, okay, this is not something Starfleet does.
0: No, never. They
1: don't put bags on prisoners' heads. Although they did kind of explain that. But then when they said mutiny, I thought, now that's interesting, because I knew it was Pike. We all knew it was Pike. <laughs> but that's very interesting, because for all the time
0: Kirk disobeyed orders, he never mutinied. No. Other people mutinied, right? Yeah. Like, um, in Turnabout, Intruder, and um, there was another one, uh, I can't remember, where that was discussed among the crew. Like, what were they going to do? Oh, that's... Um, and- uh, that's. Um, that's Turnabout Intruder, right? I think it got mentioned in one other episode mm-hmm. where they were considering it.
1: Um, oh, maybe it was. well, yeah, wasn't it in um, the the uh, the, the Spock Pond
0: Far one? A muck time? Yeah, where where Spock oh, was taking the yeah. ship to Vulcan. Oh yeah. Yes, you're right. That I believe it was in that one also. So it it's been a thing and it's it's very serious, right? Yeah. And the fact yeah. that they never showed it is, is um you know, like it never actually happened. Didn't Turnabout Intruder was where it actually got to that point where right. he's trying them for free mutiny mm-hmm. and that's like the biggest thing that they can imagine happening. Yeah. It would be an interesting concept to explore, but not like that. Not like that. In, not like that short trip. No. So, you know, it just makes me kind of wonder. The original short treks that they did were so good. Mm-hmm. And I felt like these were a lot lighter, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. In in some way. So maybe lack of time or, or something. I don't know. It just didn't feel like they were doing as much with the format as they possibly could. Mm-hmm. So I am w- very curious to see what the animated ones are like. I yeah. hope they're good. Yeah. I hope they're fun and good and interesting and all of the things that they should be when they use this format. Yep. I agree. Okay. So that's what we think about that. Yes. And of course, we're right. Because,
1: <laughs> because we are. <laughs>
0: because we are. So uh, just very quickly, um, we had mentioned previously that Bill was going to be at Ticonderoga during uh thanksgiving and in fact he was at ticonderoga during thanksgiving so we're right (laughs) yes um, we saw pictures posted it looked like everybody was having a great time he didn't burn it down so that was good (laughs) maybe they had somebody else fixing the food so that's Mm -hmm. awesome Uh, the reports that i read from people said Uh, He was in a great mood. He was very chatty, very friendly. He took endless pictures of people with him sitting in the captain's chair Mm -hmm. and folks sitting next to him and was just, you know, as great as he could possibly be in that kind of environment. Mm -hmm. And I will link to this one particular picture, maybe I'll I'll stick it on the notes, um, that was taken in the engineering room of the Mm -hmm. set. And it's this Bill is standing there. He looks like he's standing on a little platform and and there's a group of people, many of whom are in uniform, of course, talking with him. And he just looks so engaged Mm -hmm. and sincere and really wanting to talk to people. And the guy that he seems to be talking to is looking at him and everybody's smiling and uh, just like, oh, my God, imagine that sitting in. The engineering room yeah. with Bill Like telling you about whatever it is uh, It just looks wonderful So good
1: Well I have some news about that thing in Ticonderoga Oh yeah Um. Apparently the city of Ticonderoga has finally woken up And went oh this is like A tourist attraction (laughs) Yeah We could make money off it And Mm -hmm. um, the article I read Was kind of unclear But it made it sound like Okay, they are going to also sort of invest in this Oh, good um, elvis guy who runs it is um <laughs> is saying well maybe we'll you know be able to have it open more often because apparently it's not open every weekend it's you know mm-hmm. like a con and uh they're talking now about building a tng set as well
0: <gasps> wow like next door so you could just walk i, d- back and I don't know and like i'm saying it didn't give you a lot of information oh interesting yeah huh. Wow. Well, that would be cool. I mean, I probably wouldn't go to it, but um, I I, I could see the appeal mm-hmm. for sure. I'm trying to remember. I mean, the times that we've been to places, so at the Star Trek experience and also at the museum in Hollywood, those were the TNG sets. Mm-hmm. So we've seen things like that, and and you know they're cool standing there and, yeah. and looking at the the boards, so you can see what's happening and, and all that. I don't know. I, I think. Just because TOS is so much more special, mm-hmm. I wouldn't get the same I, I didn't get the same thrill. I mean, I can imagine when we finally make it to Ticonderoga, I'm probably gonna pass out when we get to the bridge. Because <laughs> it's gonna be so cool to be there yeah. on the bridge, you know, and having it be so real. Well, you know um, that We're... sorry, go ahead. You know, the TNG stuff is good, but it's not, it's not it doesn't have the no. same emotional resonance. I think that's what it is. Well,
1: you know that um time. When I went to the thing in San Jose as a reporter with my yes. buddy Mike McGee, because you couldn't go, we mm-hmm. got to do things that you didn't get to do on the regular tour, such as sit in the captain's seat on the TOS bridge and mm-hmm. jump through the Guardian of Forever. <laughs> and it
0: really is a huge kick. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's where you want to be, right? Mm-hmm. Like the place that you've imagined yourself being, and yep. then suddenly you're yep. there, yep. and especially given the time and effort that they've put into making it this immersive experience with the sounds and the lights and all the rest of it. I think it would be just overwhelming in, in a way that the TNG sets just would not be right. You know, um, I was listening to the uh, inglorious Trexperts podcast and they actually had a really good episode about the star Trek experience, which you should listen to given that we went to it. Okay. And they described how they made it and, um, the effects that they were using and they really wanted it to be as immersive as possible. Mm -hmm. And I think they did a a really good job. And I think for people who were really into TNG or for, for whom TNG was their first Trek experience, it probably meant more to them than it did to people like us. You know, Um, it was really cool to hear how the idea of this thing kind of changed over time. And how the people who made it had a lot of free reign to make it into a real experience and not just a cheap thing where mm-hmm. you, know, you walk through. Uh, I I don't remember whether we knew this or not, but remember in the beginning part when we walked through the museum pieces and mm-hmm. there were a lot of costumes and props and things. Most of the costumes were real. Most of the props were made by fans. Wow. They actually, yeah, they they sort of put a call out to the fan community mm-hmm. at the time and said we need props. Does anybody have beautiful props that they could loan to us right, to do it so, right? And they did. And so most of that stuff was not from the shows or screen used or anything, but yeah, just people who were interested in doing it. Well, you know, um we've been to a, a few of those sort of things
1: and it seems to me at every one there were certain things that were replicas, not the mm-hmm. actual mm-hmm. costume or prop or set piece right. or whatever. Yep,
0: yeah, I I thought uh the fact that fan they were fan made rather than replicas through the company, uh-huh. you know, like like Spares was the, the twist on that. Yeah that they actually yeah, that's let true. fans show off their handiwork. So, yeah, and the, yeah, the the late lamented Star Trek experience, um, it, that that certainly was a cool thing. I'm so glad we made the effort to go and see it yeah. before it closed.
1: Well, and that was in Vegas, which at that time we were both living in California and was very easy mm-hmm. to get to. It's not like Rogue.
0: Roga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we didn't have to drive three hours to mm-hmm. get there in the winter yeah. through the snow. Yeah. It, it was a uh, walking distance from our hotel, as I remember it. Yes, yes. Oh, so anyway, uh, so yes, uh, additionally, you should all go listen to that particular episode of Inglorious Trek's Birds. I love that show. It's it's super interesting. I keep meaning to listen to it, but you know, you know I'm just scatterbrained. I'm, there's so many things to do. Oh, before we move on, we should mention that this was um, a sad week for Trek fans because um, two different folks passed away, yes. Dorothy Fontana, yes. which was I mean you know so sad she did so Much and then Robert Walker Jr Yes
1: and it was interesting to me That everything I saw about him said Star Trek's Robert Mm -hmm. Walker Jr You know Charlie Mm -hmm. X and I Was going okay I'm a Trekkie so that's what I know him from But Mm -hmm. I know He also did other things I found it Interesting though that that's how he was identified In headlines Mm -hmm. and opening paragraphs Um, But you know I mean and Dorothy, you know, was older. Mm-hmm. And uh, she did so much to shape Star Trek into the thing we love. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, really, you can, you know, they say, well, she wrote these episodes. But there are so many wonderful episodes where if you, you look at it, you you can see her hand in it.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I was thinking about her position, and I feel like she was sort of, almost a fanfic writer who got to shape Star Trek. She
1: was. She she was absolutely a fan of the show, even though, you know, she worked on it. She wasn't a fan who got a job there. Right. She
0: became a fan working on it. And and she very much supplied, I think, the fanfic writer's uh, point of view. Yes. So wanting to flesh out the backstory, wanting to spackle over things, Mm -hmm. wanting to explore these characters more rather than just having – Every episode be kind of a plot driven here 's the problem and the solution.
1: Mm-hmm. she wanted to
0: delve into what was making these characters do the things that they do, which to me is the essence of fan fiction right oh, right and it's it 's all about the characters and it also made
1: Star Trek fairly unique. First of all, certainly among the, um, what passed for science fiction and television then, that mm-hmm. we wanted to know about the human beings and about the aliens and, like you said, their backstory, what makes them tick. But also among TV dramas, even, you know, like, I don't know, lawyer shows, medical shows, whatever they are, they, they were almost always more about what happens than who it happens mm-hmm. to
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or who drives yep. it. Yeah, exactly. And and that was Star Trek. I think in in all of its incarnations at its best when we got to understand why the characters were doing the things that they yeah, were doing. Yeah. When it was about the people, the characters. Yep. Yep. So, I that made me sad and um, looking at at Robert Walker Jr.'s list of credits also i went to imdb to see all the things that he'd done and he was pretty busy Uh television he was in movies he did a lot of things but you're right every every headline that i saw too said yep and they and using a picture from charlie yes which you know like so many years ago i know (laughs) Uh, did you know his mother was jennifer jones
1: no i knew you know robert walker jr i Mm -hmm. knew his father was robert walker but i didn't know about his mother until i read these things
0: yeah, I was like, Jennifer Jones? Oh, well, that's partly why he was so good looking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, many people will not know who Jennifer Jones yeah, yeah. is. You go look her up. She's an actress, very beautiful. Anyway, um, so uh, speaking of knowing things about characters, we had a really good comment on the blog from uh, Sherry, our frequent correspondent. Yes. And it was about this conversation we were having about uh, the things that people might not want to reveal about themselves that that make them a little bit different. So we had talked about Kirk not really saying a lot of stuff. But here are some things that she has to say. And Um, some of them are really
1: very astute and insightful i think
0: yes Yes. i thought so too like like gleaning all this stuff and then putting it into a paragraph so she says kirk kirk's books would be somewhat unusual in his century when real books would be rarer and i agree with that i i guess just to editorialize a little bit i was thinking of things that he might not share with other people she gets to some of those right the thing about the, the books is that there's a shelf of books in his quarters yes like if you came in to see them, there they are. You know he's into books. It's not like he's got this secret that he's not sharing with them. Right. So, say that. Um, this sharpens Spock's birthday present to Jim of A Tale of Two Cities, of course. There there are things we learn about Kirk obliquely along the way, that he's a poker player, um, as well as a chess player, yep, that he appreciates flowers, like in Shore Leave, um, that he was hazed terribly in his academy days by our buddy Finnegan. Yes. His fuck, buddy Finnegan. Um <laughs> Sorry, uh, that he's a headache sufferer, probably a migraine sufferer. Very interesting. Um, You'll sleep, he tells Spock regarding McCoy's red pills. So that that's, yeah, I mean, he says several times throughout the course that he's got a headache. Mm-hmm. And he goes to see McCoy about that in Trouble with troubles, yep. right? And gets something. So you, the fact that he has to go to McCoy mm-hmm. to get pain pills rather than having something seems to indicate that it's not just a normal kind of thing. Right. So interesting um that tarsus four has left him with survival hunger fears he's irritated at rand's hovering and the dietary salad that mccoy has foisted on him and he's the only person ever shown eating on the bridge the little red crackers or whatever they are he's the only one eating in the apple and in wrath of khan Um, and he uses the pleasure of eating to draw a distinction between humans and androids in what are little girls made of those are really good observations. Well, yeah, I, I really and
1: like I never thought of, uh, I mean, I have, you know, kind of thought about what kind of marks would Tarsus 4 have left mm-hmm. on him. But I never thought, you know, th- to draw it out the way she has to food. Mm-hmm. And also, one that she didn't mention, probably because she doesn't know the the uh, scientific term for it, but the Shatner swallow. <laughs> Uh, yes, uh, you know, true. the way he uh, really makes sure he's enjoying the things he drinks fully by looking at them and really <laughs> tasting them in his mouth before he swallows looking at
0: them thing is the best i know I love like
1: it. what is
0: this <laughs> what is this Damn. let me let me put it in my mouth and swish it around <laughs> <a little bit. laughs> see? But, you know it's, <laughs> it's true i mean she says that he's the only one who eats on the bridge and that's true you mm-hmm. see other people eating we see him drinking far more than any other character i don't mean booze i just mean in general mm-hmm. like when coffee. people have cups of coffee or um the in uh what do you call it the when he's drinking the saurian brandy mm-hmm. you know he's swigging it straight from the bottle but there that's are other evil things where,
1: yeah
0: right in in journey to babel he's i think he's the only one who actually takes a drink mm-hmm. from his when i i went on a rant about that that he picked up somebody else's drink and was <laughs> drinking it right you know like there are just a lot of in, no that was in a different episode sorry okay, but yeah. you know <laughs> He, he drinks more than anybody else, and partly that's because William Shatner is the star of the show, and he likes to have a little business to do, mm-hmm. but still, it's an interesting sidelight to his character yes. that he will do that sort of stuff in public. You can imagine being a captain who never eats in public or never drinks in public because he doesn't want that to he be... He doesn't want crumbs on his you know. uniform or... Yeah, but he also doesn't want to seem as... Maybe human as other Mm -hmm. captains, you know, like got to keep a little bit of that reserve there. Yeah, so these,
1: yeah, these are all interesting, but, you know, none of them fit that thing of, you know, it's like this sort of goofy hobby or childish hobby or interest or something that you just would not, you know, have the word go around. Do you know the captain plays with Legos or, you know. I was just going to say that. Oh, you took the words right out of my mouth.
0: How did you know? (laughs) Oh, yeah. So maybe that's it. Maybe he plays with Legos <laughs> and that'll just be the thing that, that we do. I love the fact that, that in um, Discovery, they're really keen on Pike's thing with the horses, mm-hmm. you know, which they drew from like that one bit in um, Where No Man. Mm-hmm. I, I saw, <laughs> I have to describe this great. Um, you know, the meme where it's the picture of the guy who's turning around to sort of whistle at a woman while his girlfriend is standing next to him making a really appalled face Yes. someone had done that and they photoshopped um, Pike's face onto the guy, number one's face onto the girlfriend making an appalled face and with the pretty girl who's walking by Mm -hmm. they photoshopped the face of a horse (laughs) which I thought was just hilariously funny Okay. <laughs> very clever. Very clever. He loved them horses. He loved I them guess, horses. I guess. I guess. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I mean, that would be. Boy, would Bill get mad if you asked him that question? I bet he's thought about this. What? You know, somewhere. This whole thing about you know what does Kirk like that he doesn't tell people about? I bet some of that is in those books that he wrote about Kirk. But I'm not going to read them to find yeah. out. Yeah. Maybe someone has. Hey, if you listeners have read those books and you can contribute something, I know they're not really canon. But um, if Bill has actually put that into any of Mm -hmm. his books, let us know. Because I'd like to know what Bill thinks about this. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. I think we're kind of done with that part of it. Do you want to take a little break? Because, boy, do we have some stuff to talk about Uh, in this? Yes, let's (laughs) take a little break. Okay, we'll be right back. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise, its five-year mission to explore strange
1: new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no man has gone before.
0: Listeners, we would love to hear from you. Send us email at lookathisbutt at at gmail.com or look us up on Facebook and leave us a comment. Tell us your Trek news.
1: Okay, hello, listeners. We're back. We are. And we're going to go back in time a little to talk about something that happened right before Thanksgiving, wasn't it? Yes, it was, I think. Yes, that is when... Never Give Up. The uh, Galaxy Quest documentary was shown at a number of theaters, and we each saw it in our respective theaters, yes. and I loved it. Oh, it was great. Everything about it was great. Yes, and I thought there were some—well, one of the things that was wonderful about it was hearing that— um, For the most part, everybody working on the movie was very proud of it and was very happy Mm -hmm. while they Mm -hmm. were doing it. And, you know, getting these insights of, you know, well, the studio didn't really understand what we were doing. And so (laughs) we just went ahead and did it. And I'm going, yeah, yeah, that's the way to do
0: it, you know. Yep. There were so many good stories. They, I think the, so the people who made the documentary, I didn't know this. There are people who make sort of, um, honest trailers. Is their Yes. Plan, yes. Which are great. They're hilarious. I and love funny, them. But it, it they, I thought it was done by either people who were part of the studio or or people who were more professional documentarians. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize it was more like fan filmmakers, yeah. so that was cool. It was. Um, I really liked it, and they did a little prologue to it um, where all the people who were involved in making it had to talk about their favorite characters, and it, mm-hmm. it was really good. It was Deep nerd dive into to Galaxy Quest and also into Star Trek because they were, yep. they <laughs> they were ranking the Star Trek movies and where did Galaxy Quest <laughs> fall into it and there was one guy who you the know the super nerd the super nerd who was clearly like performing which was just so mm-hmm. funny well you have it the, was great the top three that are the good ones and then you have the bottom three that are the bad ones and then you have the middle three <laughs> it was just
1: so good so very funny well um I am still in the camp of Galaxy Quest is the second best. Mm -hmm.
0: I agree. I I think so. I think you got to put it in the top three. You really Mm -hmm. do. And most people seem to agree. So I I love that they talked to Tim Allen and Sigourney Weaver. You know, I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, they got to talk to the actual stars. And just about everybody else who was available, they they got to contribute a little bit, plus Will Wheaton and Brent Spiner, which I thought was great. Right. Oh, yes. I suspect that they probably could have gotten patrick stewart to say something if you know their schedules had been able to to Mm -hmm. work for that sort of thing but but you have brent spiner doing his (laughs) patrick stewart which is remarkable So good he does it so well oh so great so it was great to hear how it all came together and how they did things and as you said to hear that the the cast really gelled and they all liked working together and Mm -hmm. to hear, especially about Alan Rickman and how, you know, he, he was just a different type of actor than the other folks were, but really brought that to the role and, and seemed Mm -hmm. to enjoy once he got the hang of it, like got really into working with everybody there, including Tim Allen, who he had to play off of and um, told some just great, great stories about, things that he said which still crack me up when I think about yes
1: well Sigourney Weaver had a what to me was a very interesting insight she was thinking about you know when she was playing Gwen at one point she thought you know I can understand Gwen's frustration Mm -hmm. and this could have been Mm -hmm. my career had there been different opportunities or taken made different choices where you know i'm typecast in this role and everything and then she said she wonders if alan rickman uh saw that too in his role i think they all did i i think that the the but i mean she was the one who came out and said it and rickman's playing this character you know Twelve curtain calls for Richard III, <laughs> or whatever it is, you know, and really, as a classically trained actor, he could he could have, you know, had that feeling of this could have been mm-hmm. what happened to me, I, you know. I,
0: I feel like they must have because the the points of view they brought to each of those roles was just so mm-hmm. real, right? And and yes, it, it, so the three of them Sigourney Weaver and Alan Rickman and, and Tim Allen. Yeah, they all could have been those people at any point. And I'm sure they knew people who were those people, mm-hmm. right? You know, with mm-hmm. all the people that they knew, there was a lot to draw on from that. And it their, their performances are just so real. And watching it again it just made me want to watch the movie again because just the yes. clips that they're showing are so, so, so good. Oh, and then hearing from some of the other people who played the Thermians also, mm-hmm. and how yes. they, they got into their roles and they, were, they had to go to Thermian school and all of that stuff. It was so good.
1: I know, and hearing, you know, Rain Wilson, mm-hmm. who I love, talk about, you know, this was his first movie. This was very early in his career. Yeah and uh how he wished he could have done more of it but he had another conflict you know Mm -hmm. so his his character was smaller than what he originally thought but it really does sound
0: like he enjoyed himself Mm -hmm. um i i was uh well i knew that the thermians the people that i saw at silicon valley comic-con and that you and i Mm -hmm. saw there were going to be in it i could have done with a little bit less of them you know um i i appreciate their devotion and all that um I will say that the way that they talked about the, the thing that's shown in the movie, which was that there was a screening of Galaxy Quest with um, the director and the writers and the guy who played the lead, Thermian, um, mm-hmm. and they sat in the front row in their Thermian costumes and the crew and cast sort of acknowledged them from the stage. When they, <laughs> when they told that story at Silicon Valley Comic Con, different story not quite what we saw being filmed right there they blew it up a little bit more than it actually was so uh, Uh, that was interesting um yeah yeah but you know i guess you're gonna do that and i i get that they love what they're doing i i still don't think they were the right people to host a panel and the Mm -hmm. panel could have been so much better and it made me sort of sad Um, yeah but it, it was also now i don't know if you noticed this but they, the film that they had done of the Thermian people was at Silicon Valley Comic Con in 2017, mm-hmm. and we were there. And, in fact, they showed a little clip of Bill interviewing the cast of TNG on stage. And we were there. Right, right. I remember that. Yes. Yeah. So how yes. the hell did we miss getting interviewed is what I want to know. <laughs> because they were there. They were in the lobby of that building <gasps> Because where we they were. always
1: go for somebody in a weird costume. Mm.
0: You know this. Well, I guess they interviewed a couple of normal people. But, I mean, if we had been walking around and seen people with a camera crew there i you know you and i would have been right up there like hey talk I to know. us
1: i know <sighs> oh well so you know what I, I i like the the one insight i really gained from this documentary though was they said you know like when it comes right down to it the movie is about the fans mm-hmm. the thermians are fans and i went oh my god i never thought mm-hmm. of that i mean i love you know that the the fans are, are, like, coming to the rescue at the end, and that's wonderful, but I never thought about it from that thermian point of view. Mm-hmm.
0: They are. They know all of the historical documents. They know every uh-huh. episode inside out. They've made their own starship. Yes. <laughs> and the difference is just that theirs works, and ours is don't. Is it called
1: the Ticonderoga? No, it's called the <laughs>
0: Protector. <laughs> Oh, so good. So I I loved it and you loved it and everybody who hasn't seen it should see it when it will inevitably be on Netflix or whatever. I'm I'm sure that right, it will be available, right. but it was great. I'll
1: watch it again when it's on oh, me Netflix too. or whatever me too. because it did not disappoint
0: no. at all. It was so good. So go see it. Um so great. Next on the list is that um this was where did you see this cuz you brought it up? Um I don't think I saw it just yesterday in my
1: like news aggregator and
0: of course one of the things i
1: have it set to is star trek and shatner Mm -hmm. and
0: this came up yeah so there's going to be a new biography of william shatner yet another biography not written by him um Mm -hmm. written by a guy named michael seth Starr, and it's being published by applause books which i know is an imprint it's sort of a like an airport books imprint. <laughs> oh, okay. You know, it, it's not like, <laughs> like Macmillan or um, Harper <laughs> Collins or something. So here's what it says. Um, this is from Amazon, so I'm, I'm going to read it. And by the way, this book is published on December 16th.
1: Oh, and there is a clip from... A, 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 the thing I originally saw linked to this clip uh-huh. from the Rachel Ray Show, oh, where he talks okay. about about it and why he wanted to do one about William Shatner. Oh, okay,
0: Shatter. cool. Well, good. You can tell us about that. So this says um, The book, which is just called Shatner, takes a comprehensive look at this singular performer using archival sources and information called from interviews with friends and colleagues to transport readers through William Shatner's remarkably bumpy career. His spectacular Mm -hmm. failures and triumphs, tragedies including the shocking death of his third wife, Noreen, and ultimately the resilience Shatner has shown time and again in the face of overwhelming odds. Author Michael Setstar unravels the mystery of William Shatner, (sighs) stripping away the many myths associated with his personal life and his relationships with fellow actors, presenting a no-holds-barred, unvarnished look at the unique career of an inimitable performer.
1: But it does not sound like it's a hatchet job. And from what he was saying on Rachel Ray, I don't think it's a hatchet
0: job. I don't think so either. Uh, So you linked to some Goodreads reviews, which I read. Right. And those people said, yeah, it seems pretty well balanced, although the people who seem to be familiar with with bill said there's not a lot of new stuff in here so i don't think it's going to be one of those books where you read it and go well that you and i would read it and go oh i never knew that you know i'd be surprised if there was a lot of new stuff in there the interesting thing about the guy michael seth star is that he seems to be sort of a professional biographer and Mm -hmm. i was kind of amazed at the range of people for whom he's written biographies So let me just read this. Um, He lives in northern New Jersey, good place to live, and has covered television at the New York Post since 1995 as a reporter, columnist, and editor. He has authored critically acclaimed acclaimed biographies of Peter Sellers, Art Carney, Joey Bishop, (laughs) Bobby Darin, Raymond Burr, Red Fox, and Ringo Starr.
1: Oh my god Like
0: what an array of people And let me tell you I don't know that there's a market For biographies of Joey Bishop But <laughs> <laughs> You know like really yeah, Is that something that, that someone wanted to read Is there that much god. really interesting Information about him The least interesting <gasps> member of the Rat Pack I don't know <laughs> <laughs> Exactly.
1: Oh my god
0: How long is that book I don't know 10 pages <laughs> Anyway, um, so this book comes out soon. We'll get a copy of it. We'll we'll read it and let you know what's going on. Uh, this guy, Michael Setstar, did not have Bill's cooperation in yes, writing this book. Yes, he did not. And, in fact, Bill blocked him on Twitter.
1: And Bill told his friends and family not to speak to
0: oh, him. Oh, interesting. Okay. Huh. I wonder why. Well, I... I'm...
1: Yeah. Maybe I don't know. I think Bill does and many celebrities are like this, they don't want things written about them that they don't control. Mm-hmm. And you could go, Well, there's articles and interviews. Well, they can control what comes out of their mouth. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know? I think that's but probably this true. if you say, Yeah, I don't care, talk to whoever mm-hmm. stuff could come out that you, you
0: would rather didn't, things that are embarrassing or painful. Yeah, that's true. I I found it interesting also, I was just flipping through his Twitter account, that he started writing this book in 2016, and it took that long for him to to do it.
1: Uh, Well, maybe it took a while to find a publisher.
0: uh, That's probably true also. Um, And he he did not get some people to cooperate, so he had asked Walter Koenig for an an interview, and it says um, he sent back a, a ribald reply so i guess he just said i don't want to talk about william fucking shatner or something <laughs> oh. <laughs> i'm not just making that up maybe right maybe. right right um yeah so it'll be an interesting book i it's it's a weird topic you know like bill's already how many bios has bill written Four or five. Do we need another one? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Oh, here it is. Here, let me read this because this is great. So this was an article in um, something called Page Six. And it says, Oh, yes, yes. I didn't even read this. There's no love loss. Oh, lost. that's
1: where I. Yeah, okay. I read that. Between okay. Walter
0: Koenig and William Shatner, co stars co-stars of the original Star Trek TV series, post TV editor Michael Starr, who's writing an unauthorized biography of Shatner for applause books, asked Koenig for an interview quote, Unless you have several photos in your book showing Mr. Shatner having sex with a horse, I must politely decline, Koenig replied. <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> Sure. Oh, all right. That's fine. And yet he still shows up for things where he gets invited and Bill gets invited. Do they just not talk to each other? Is that what happened? Probably not. Probably not. How weird. Okay. So anyway, uh, we have one more thing to discuss, which is extremely important really important. I wish we
1: had, you know, like a a band or a fanfare (laughs) or something, but we don't, we don't have any of that.
0: We don't. So this is an article that appeared at medium.com and it's written by a woman whose name is Dr. Harrison Solo. And her last name indicates that she was in fact married to Herb Solo, who is one of the original Mm -hmm. producers of Star Trek. Uh, She's a writer. She's done lots of things. She is in fact a doctor. I think she's a physicist. And I don't know why she wrote this. It was published on August 22nd. But, man, it's a doozy. Um, I wasn't expecting this when I started reading it.
1: Well, apparently, from what I gleaned from that, or maybe something else I read, some people online were um, saying this, her experience should have been a Me Too moment, Mm -hmm. and why wasn't she suing bill or or slamming her for handling it the way she did something hmm, like that interesting okay. so um so she wanted you know her story to be out there. this is what actually happened. this is what I felt, mm-hmm. and that that's all there is to it so go ahead
0: <laughs> well so the story is. She was with um, a bunch of the Trek actors at the Smithsonian Air and Space Museum at the opening of a Star Trek exhibit, and there's a picture, and there's George mm-hmm. and Walter and Leonard and Nichelle and Bill and DeForest and um, Jimmy DeWin. so they're all standing. And there. she, she was not married to her best. She the time, was not. Right? I think she said it was before she'd even met him, and so yeah. I wasn't quite clear as to why she was there. Um, it it doesn't really say, but she said. I was there as a guest, as an author, and she helped with the exhibit. So mm-hmm. um, she hadn't, you know, been there. So um, basically, not to read this whole thing, but everybody should totally read this whole thing. Oh,
1: yes. Oh, yes. Is that
0: Bill was hitting on her and uh, she said no. And um, he was like are you sure and she said yeah and he said <laughs> okay well look if you change your mind you can come on over to my hotel room and um she's like nah that's okay <laughs> and it was a really um interesting example of the way bill hits on women i thought and I yes think after reading what she had to say and her answers to the questions there's a lot of really good um question comments at the the thing um, the bottom of the article i wouldn't consider that sexual harassment you know i i don't know how she felt about that but she certainly didn't seem to feel that it was inappropriate in any way right and
1: that from something else i read that is why she put this story out there because she did not think mm-hmm. it was inappropriate and i don't either
0: i don't think so either you know. um so She said, um, someone in the comments says, it's only sexual harassment, in my opinion, if he had pressed the matter or invited you to his hotel or otherwise made you uncomfortable. And she says, he did invite me later in the evening. I don't consider that harassment either. And the commenter says why not and she says because it was preceded by hours of conversation laughter and fun both within the group and privately between the two of us in which i would not have engaged had i been displeased he's not stupid it was a natural request i said i wasn't able to accept due to prior engagements he expressed regret politely gave me his room number in case my plans changed and we remained perfectly in sync for the rest of the evening i was both moved and charmed by him i was never uncomfortable I thought he was lovely that evening, intelligent, funny, magnetic, luminous really, with a smile like sunrise, and something else, a quality that is stronger in memory than all the others, I found him touching. Even now thinking of that night, something poignant arises. It wasn't that he was just that he was physically rather splendid, it was that he was someone <laughs> internally, someone meaning a soul, not a celebrity. Half the people I know are celebrities, more than half um at that time, it's not a thing. There was a complex and compelling person inhabiting that body i would like to have get to know him better person to person but slowly as i came to so beautifully and deeply know leonard over the years it was just the combination of my background Majel and bob and jackie jessman who suddenly turned into hovering parental units trying to keep us apart all evening that changed the course of that particular history hmm yep so I, I wonder what that was all about like yeah you know they were um I don't know trying to protect her but she was still like a grown person like that. yeah and she
1: <laughs> sounds like she was perfectly capable of you know handling whatever yeah that, exactly you know there was there was there wasn't any, like, aggression no. on his part or any hint of of force or him destroying her career if she didn't come to his room or no.
0: something. Um, and, you know, he just was like, do you want to? And She said no, and he said, you sure? And she said no, and that
1: was it, right? <laughs> you sure, I loved that. <laughs>
0: yeah. But um, that that was that, so very interesting. Now, the thing that I was trying to find out because um, I'm – Really curious about the timing on this is when did this actually happen? So um, I think I had tracked it down that this was in the 90s. And the 90s? I, well, hold on a second. Now I got to look it up. Um, Air and Space be Museum. Right. Because what I really wanted to know was was this when he was still married to Marcy? And I think the answer is yes, it was. So God, that sounds to me like. Now,
1: didn't that, like, visit to the Air and Space Museum, didn't that, like,
0: precede the first movie? Well, it may have, but that's not what this was. This was just a new exhibit that they had put up there um oh. so yeah it, they'd originally donated it a long time ago but they had this special event that happened um, oh. and the, the crew was there if you look at the pictures because like i said there's a picture of them all and if you look at it it very much seems like bill um post hooker you know it, so uh-huh. it's it's later for sure she doesn't wow. give what the year was for it but it's it's clearly a, a later time And so it's got to be while he was still married to Marcy, it was before they got divorced. It was before I looked it up too. when she married Herb Solo. So it was before that. So, you know, she doesn't say that it was because he was married. And um, he, you know, she does say at the beginning it was before um, Bill was married to his current spouse. Which, of course, I mean, right, there was lit. another one in between there. <laughs> so, um, yeah, very interesting. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so maybe that was one of the reasons that they got divorced. I mean, he was so at the time, right? I mean, we know that he was um, banging that Brazilian woman who sued him for ceremony. Mm-hmm. So there was that. And I guess he was just, you know, doing what he was doing. Mm hmm talking to other women at the same time when there was an opportunity available. Yeah, yeah. I am not passing judgment on any of this. Uh, I'm just saying, it it was interesting to me that she did not give more specific dates and times for this kind of thing, but it's easy enough to look up if you just go online. Well,
1: the thing is, she isn't writing the article to, or writing whatever she wrote, was it on Twitter or whatever, Mm -hmm. to, like... Inform us. She's writing to clarify what actually happened to people who already thought they knew about it. Yeah. So they probably already know the dates that's and the true. circumstances. And she's really just saying, look, here's what actually happened between me and Bill. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep, I think that's right. She posted this in the Star Trek group that I'm a member of on Facebook. And she's on Facebook, so she mm-hmm. communicates with people. And she that's where i found this was in that facebook group she posted a link to it and just said um hey i've written this article if if you want to know what really happened go read it and i was like because the article is titled an evening with william shatner so i could not click that button fast enough to get over really like what is she saying i don't know what this is about (laughs) Um, yeah so that's that uh so anyway i totally recommend that people go look at this and and read it and let us know what you think about it and uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, very very interesting stuff
1: wow
0: (laughs) and that's how bill hits on women apparently well or did at that time
1: did at that time yeah (laughs)
0: I love all those things that she has to say about him, though. I, mm-hmm. I love that she said, you know, he was, he was. Um... You know, physically really there and present and, and <laughs> splendid is the word that she used. I love that Yes, splendid. Physically splendid. And that he was intelligent and funny and magnetic and with a smile like sunrise. I mean, that's Bill when he's on, right? We've yes. seen little bits of that. I was thinking, of course, of the Out to Lunch segment when he was doing <laughs> all of those things. And uh, yeah, just turning on the charm 100%, which he can do mm-hmm. just like that when he needs oh. to
1: yeah, yeah. And the thing is to to do that. That takes a lot of confidence. Oh, yeah. So how does that fit into everything he says about his teenage and his years at Stratford and everything where, you know, he was shy, he had no friends. He you know, it sounds like he he didn't he didn't have confidence
0: from everything mm-hmm. he says. Acting <laughs> well, I guess I don't know. I mean maybe it's for him the difference between being William Shatner when he's at home and being William Shatner when he's in public and it he's a mm-hmm. different person he just turns into that other person and he enjoys well being yeah that other person. i I know there's the 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 interview
1: persona and the, the convention persona and that sort of thing and the actor persona. But I'm saying if you're flirting with someone, you're not necessarily playing a role. And I really don't think he's playing a role with every woman he flirts oh, with. Oh, no, no. But I'm saying where did the confidence come from if he wasn't always fairly confident around females? I
0: don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, it... it... Through experience and just through uh, enjoying it, I—I I, that's the thing—is—is is like as opposed to you know horrible pickup artists who have all these mm-hmm. tips like how to how to pick up women and nagging them and all that other shit that mm-hmm. they do. When Bill is doing that because he's being social or trying to impress a woman or whatever it's because he really likes it and he really likes to be that way with people, right? Mm -hmm. Like, he enjoys it. He's not doing it just to get a result. He's doing it because he really enjoys being in that moment and being that guy Mm -hmm. that puts out all this charm and gets all this positive response from other people. So it's a real ego boost for him to be that way and and get the result.
1: Yeah. So... And maybe once, you know, he started... I don't know, getting some acting jobs and seeing people were interested in him as an actor, Mm -hmm. that he was able to I don't know, open up more Mm -hmm. I'm sure And, and, and see maybe, you know the first couple times it worked, he was like,
0: "Wow." Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like I can do this and it's cool and people like it and oh, by the way, it's actually really fun to do this yes, for yes. a period of time and and I like mm-hmm. it and it makes me feel good. So then he just did it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's great. So that was an uh, unexpected bonus from that particular article. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, and always back to lunch. Back to the out to lunch <laughs> thing. Always. Always <laughs> and forever. I think about that a lot. You know, I that's... it's just it pops into my brain at the, the weirdest moments and I just cannot believe that they filmed that and put it out there.
1: It is so classic.
0: <laughs> oh Bill. <laughs> well and it goes along with sherry's thing about the food Mm -hmm. oh yes of course it really does it really really does yeah big bill loves food he's he appreciates food in a big way Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm Okay, we should probably wrap this up now. Um, Okay. I know, we've been talking about Bill for the last 20 minutes, and I know we could for another three hours, but... Yes, yes, yes. All all good things. So, um, thanks for listening, everybody. Please let us know what you think about all the things that we've been discussing. If you saw the Galaxy Quest Um, documentary let us know what you think about it Um, go read this article and let us know what you think about that as well and we will definitely be back with another episode pre-Christmas I think so we can talk about Christmas presents yes
1: and uh, we'd love to hear from you about the short tracks if you've been watching those and if you've gone to Ticonderoga
0: especially on Weekend Bill was there we would love to hear about yes and and just to see pictures and stuff and hear about how incredibly awesome it was yeah that would be great so thanks everybody. Um, hope that you're entering into the holiday season with good cheer and that it'll all be really good. Oh, we, we um I posted this on Twitter, I should put it on the Facebook, but our our good friend Maynard sent us a little um, Christmas video. He had his pocket shatner and said, you know, this is the season everybody's been waiting for Shatmas and <laughs> Shatmas. Yeah, it was it was very cute. So I will put that on Facebook so people can enjoy it. It's good
1: okay
0: all right all right so until next time everybody live long and potluck Potluck. okay Bye. bye bye